Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and the website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, today we are wrapping up our study in the book of 1 Samuel. So, reading chapters 29, 30, and 31. 1 Samuel ends with the death of Saul. And uh, in the middle of this all is this pretty interesting story about David having to rescue his own wives and the wives of his men from captivity. You know, David, he, uh, it's like he's a, like watching a movie, you know, the life that he lived, uh, the dangers that he faced. I mean, you think about it just up to this point, we haven't even got to the point where David is king, but just up to this point, think about the things that the adversity that he's had to overcome. You know, he fights Goliath, right? Takes down the giant. Um, Not to mention that before that, the things that kind of prepared him to be able to do that was having to take on a lion and a bear. And who knows how many times that had happened. He's fleeing from Saul. Um, Just all the wars that he'd been in. You know, that's where the songs were coming from. Saul has killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. And then now, in the story we're about to read, he has to take 400 of his men and take on this army to rescue his wives and the wives of his men. I mean, just an incredible life. And so many roller coaster type things that God has allowed him to be in. Some really, really low lows. And some really, really high highs. And it's just, it's incredible. So let's dig in here. We're going to read chapter 29, 30, and 31. And wrap up our study in 1 Samuel. And then, Lord willing, next week we'll start 2 Samuel. Alright, that's enough of an introduction. Let's dig in. Chapter 29, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered together all their armies to Apek. And the Israelites pitched by the fountain which is in Jezreel. And the lords of the Philistines passed on by hundreds and by thousands, but David and his men passed on, and they rewarded with Akish. Now, in the reward with Akish. Now, remember from last week, right now, David's been spending, living amongst the Philistines at this point, because he's fleeing from Saul. Verse 3, Then said the princes of the Philistines, What do these Hebrews hear? And Achish said unto the princes of the Philistines, Is not this David, the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, which hath been with me these days or these years? And I have found no fault in him since he fell unto me unto this day. Please note, sometimes... It takes a long time for things to develop, right? You're praying about something, you're dealing with something. According to what the Akish just said to the princes, David's been living amongst them for years. Okay? It's not when we read these stories, sometimes it sounds like it's like this happened and then a few days later this ha- he's been living amongst them for a few years now. And who's to say maybe he's kind of given up on the whole thing. Verse 4. And the princes of the Philistines were wroth with him. And the princes of the Philistines said unto him, Make this fellow return, that he may go again to his place, which thou hast appointed him. 
and let him go down with us to and let him not go down with us to battle. Lest in the battle he be an adversary to us. For wherewith should be he reconcile himself unto his master? Should it not be with the heads of these men? Is not this David of whom they sang to one another in dances, saying, Saul slew his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And Achish called David and said unto him, Surely, as the Lord liveth, thou hast been upright, and thy going out and thy coming with me, and the host is good in my sight. For I have not found evil in thee since the day of thy coming unto me unto this day. Nevertheless, the Lord's favor thee not. Wherefore now return and go in peace, that thou displease not the lords of the Philistines. And David said unto Achish, But what have I done? And what hast thou found in thy servants so long as I have been with thee unto this day, that I may not go fight against the enemies of my lord the king? And Achish answered and said unto David, I know that thou art good in my sight as an angel of God. Notwithstanding, the princes of the Philistines have said, He shall not go up with us into this battle. Wherefore, now rise up early in the morning with thy master's servants that are coming with thee, and as soon as ye be up early in the morning, and have light, depart. So David and his men rose up early to depart in the morning, to return into the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Chapter 30 And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziglag, on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziglag had smitten Zig, er, and Ziglag, and smitten Ziglag, and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Please note. Try to imagine being in David's shoes. You've had to flee your homeland. You get to this situation, you return home because the Philistines are uncomfortable with you. They think they'll be that you'll likely turn on them in the middle of the war. So they send you home and you get back and your wives and your daughters are taken captive and your town is burned. Imagine the stress and the fear and the anxiety that's going that would come over you. The anxiety that's come over David, over his own wives, his own daughters, and the wives and daughters of his own men. This is one of those circumstances that seems terrible. The kind that you would maybe fall on your knees and say, God, how could you? How could you allow this? I want you to see David's response. Verse 4. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ohinium and Jezreelitis, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But here's the part I want you to notice. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. 
please note, pay attention. David's going through this great crisis. Not only that, not only they lost their wives and their sons and their and their daughters are gone into captivity, but his own people are thinking about stoning him to death because they're so grieved about the whole situation. And so David's response was to encourage himself in the Lord, no matter how dark it is, how unhopeful it may seem. This is the proper response, and we're going to see God's favor on this response. Verse 7. And David said to Abithnar the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought thither the ephod to David, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and six hundred men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and four hundred men, for two hundred abode behind, which were so faint they could not go over the brook Besar. And they found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David, and gave him bread, and he did eat, and they made him drink water, and they gave him a piece of cake of figs, and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread, nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou? And where art thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant of the Amalekite. And my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south, the Cherhites, and upon the coast which belongeth to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear to me, unto me, by God, that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from twilight even until the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. So please note, in one moment David had lost all. But the scriptures say that he strengthened himself in the Lord. And he sought the Lord's wisdom and guidance and in the end recovered all. Not just recovered all, but recovered all plus spoil. Verse 20, And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before these other cattle and said, That is David's spoil. And David came to the two hundred men which were so faint that they could not follow David whom they had made also to abode, abide at the brook Besser. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near the people, he saluted them. Then he answered all the wicked men and men of Belial, 
please note. I think that's interesting that it's this seems to be used often, this word Belial. It's kind of like the devil. Um, when people are acting out of a spirit that's ungodly, right? Then answered all the wicked men and the men of Belial, of those that went with David and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered, save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, You shall not do so, my brethren. With that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us and delivered us the company that came against us into our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff, they shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward, and he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. And when David came to Ziglag, he spent the spoil of the two elders of Judah, even his two friends, saying, Behold, I present you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. To them which were in Bethel, and to them that were in the south, Ramoth, and to them which were in Jatar, and to them which were in Arar, and to them that were in Sipmoth, and to them which were in Esthamiah, and to them which were in Rachel, and to them which were in the cities of the Jehamalites, and to them which were in the cities of the Canaanites, and to them which were in Hormah, and to them which were in Kor Ashan, and to them which were in Ahak, and to them which were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were wont to haunt. Chapter 31 Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fell from before fled from before the Philistines and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons, and the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab and Melchua, Saul's sons. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was sore wounded of the archers. Then said Saul unto his armor-bearer, Draw thy sword, and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. So Saul died, and his three sons, and his armor-bearer, and all his men, that same day, together. And when the men of Israel were on the other side of the valley, and they that were on the other side of the Jordan, saw that the men of Israel fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook the cities and fled. And the Philistines came and dwelt in them. And it came to pass on the morrow, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, that they found Saul and his three sons fallen in Mount Gilbeah. And they cut off his head, and stripped off his armor, and sent it unto the land of the Philistines round about, to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people. And they put his armor in the house of Ashtaroth, and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. And when the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard of that which the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Beshan 
and came to Jebesh and burnt them with fire. And he took their bones and buried them under the tree Jebesh and fasted seven days. And that is the end of our study in 1 Samuel. And like I said, Lord willing, we'll look up... Uh, We'll look at start or start Second Samuel next week. Well, I pray you've been encouraged and blessed this morning from the study. I hope that uh, just thinking about David and some of the things that he went through, you know, just because you're God's guy, right? Just because God's favor is upon you doesn't mean you don't face adversity, struggles, temptation. Doesn't mean that you're not put in situations where you have no choice but to rely on God and God's favor. Because if God doesn't intervene, then there's no hope. In fact, I would say quite, quite the contrary. When you are God's children, that's more likely to happen. Because there's this testing and purifying and these things that God does to increase our faith and to increase our trust in Him. I pray you've been blessed this morning. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for supporting the podcast far beyond what I deserve. And I just hope that I continue to be a blessing and uh, an encouragement to all of you. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.